Welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotsa Ben and Friends, where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two friends of ours, Tiago. Yeah. And Rose. Hi. If you're a first-time listener, Desi and I are the longtime fans, and Rose and Tiago are the newcomers. We hope that through both of our perspectives, as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series that's near and dear to us. Today, we have entered a new era of Ace Attorney, as we have all played the first case of Apollo Justice Ace Attorney, which is case 4-1, Turnabout Trump. Uh, this is a big jump for the Ace Attorney series. The previous game that we played, uh, Trials and Tribulations, came out in 2004, originally. Um... And that was the original Japanese release. And then in 2007, three years later, was when they finally uh, released Apollo Justice, uh, the next game in the series. So there was a significantly bigger gap when you compare that the game one was 2001, game two was 2002, and game three was 2004, you know, previously. So they were coming at a much quicker pace uh, until now, and they took a little bit of a gap. And uh, I think I want to provide just a little bit of historical context here. Um, at the time, uh, Shu Takumi, the creator of the series, uh, did take like a little bit of a break from Ace Attorney, and he actually publicly said that he considered the series over. Um, and then Capcom, <laughs> Capcom, yeah. Then Capcom wanted uh, him to do more. They wanted to continue the series because it was did fairly well in Japan. And uh, he actually wrote a blog post about his uh, opinions and thoughts on this. And I normally don't start off with a blog post about this, but I think it might set things up just a little bit for how it might have felt as both a fan, seeing like the series come back after a gap of a couple years. And then also the way that Takumi is approaching this. So first of all, he's no longer the director of the series. Uh, now he is a story supervisor. Uh, but he reveals that in the end, he still writes basically every, almost every piece of dialogue in the game. And he still writes all the cases. <laughs> and he still uh, is basically the director. Uh, and not just not in name. Uh, and the idea was for him to kind of shepherd and guide a new director to take over the series and kind of give them some stepping stones up onto, you know, taking over Ace Attorney. Uh, so his blog post uh, about uh, this was... Doo -doo 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 -doo. He said this, uh, you know, I like being tied down. Whenever I feel that I'm missing something, I like tying myself down. There might be people surprised at me coming out like this. If you stop reading now, I'm afraid this will lead to a very big misunderstanding. So please stay with me until the end. Uh, I will skip ahead a little bit here because this is a long blog post. Um, he talks about how that they are changing protagonists now uh, and then says... Uh, Phoenix Wright was the young defense attorney who was the protagonist of Gyakuten Saiban 1 through 3. While the episodes were all separate stories, the three games formed one big story together, and that story ended with three. I don't want to add an episode to that story. This is how I felt when I got the confirmation that four was going to be made. 
On the other hand, nothing makes a creator as happy as the cry for sequels. And that too is also how I really felt. So after a lot of thinking, I arrived at this conclusion. If we're going to make a true sequel to the games, it should be a completely new story. That way, people who don't know the series yet would be able to get into it easily, and we can offer them some new surprises. Uh, and so he goes through a few more things here and then says, uh, the company said, uh, you can change the main character. What a generous company, Capcom. <laughs> However, <laughs> they gave me two conditions. Characters from the previous games, Phoenix Wright, at the very least, had to appear in the game. And blank had to be featured in the story and he is censoring himself here because this was a blog post that came out prior to the release of the game uh to be honest both conditions were quite hard to accept for me i didn't want to have phoenix wright simply appear in a brand new story but i also couldn't have him interfere with the role of the new protagonist so how should i use him i also had to add in blank that was a tough one what does blank mean well i can't tell you before release i might talk about it on the blog in due time but I think that you'll realize what it is when you complete the game. Uh, so he goes into a little bit more detail about his rules for how he comes up with stories and what he thinks makes this still an Ace Attorney game and all that good stuff. But uh, I, yes, I find that very interesting that uh, Capcom told him, hey, you've got to have at least one character, at least Phoenix Wright, show up at some point in this game. Uh, but you can have the main character be different. So. That translation was from uh, Ash at Gyakuten Saiban Library. Thank you very much. They do some incredible work translating all this uh, like uh, blog work uh, from from Takumi and other like uh, like Famitsu interviews and that sort of thing. Uh, so all that to say, with this new hero being brought into the fold and taking over things, uh, we meet Apollo Justice. The game starts dumping you right into. Uh, Apollo's first trial. He shows up and ah, he says, I'm fine. <laughs> and I'm fine. It, yep, he's fine. And uh his very first trial is a murder trial. Uh two men were playing uh poker in a like uh I guess like a speakeasy, uh the Borscht Bowl Club. A, a Russian a Russian speakeasy. <laughs> Yes, this Russian restaurant that had like a secret underground room uh, that they had then converted into this poker room. People come there for the history of it, they say, you know, uh, they want to play poker in this room, but no money changes hands. It's just for the thrill of competition, <laughs> to be very clear. Also, there's no drinking that happens here because it's all grape juice. It's all grape um, juice. Also, um, it's all rated T for teen. Here's what fucks me up about um, the Borscht Bowl. I know this is a weird thing to say right now, but I have to say it. You get to see a photo of the inside of the Borscht Bowl where Phoenix Wright is sitting down talking to somebody. Oh, fuck. Wow, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> fuck! Tiago! <laughs> Tiago! And you get to see an image of somebody sitting down talking to somebody. <laughs> and there's... The thing I wanted to say is that there's snow on the inside of the location. There's snow inside the building. There's snow mm -hmm. on the piano and the table, and I thought that was, like, crazy. And that's the comment I wanted to make. <laughs> um, well, who, who shows up in this episode, Ben? Uh, yeah, so, uh, you meet your, uh, first you meet your mentor. 
uh, who is uh, Christoph Gavin. Uh, so, and he's, uh, you know, kind of a fancy looking man with uh, little tiny glasses and uh, like a kind of a slick hairdo uh, that kind of like a, almost like a long ponytail sort of style that comes down over his one shoulder. It's like a drill, though. Like, yeah, but it, yeah, it's like all solid. It's not yeah. like draped. It, it looks like it's just like if he it looks like if he tried to turn his head to the left, like it would just snap off. <laughs> he looks like uh, it looks like he's perfect. He looks like a street party <laughs> character. Um, uh and so he is like, well, hey, relax, Apollo. I know this is a big jump for you, but our client uh, who is accused of murder specifically requested you uh, and not me, the, you know, the person who runs the Gavin Law Offices. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do it together. I'll be there to back you up. I'll be in your corner and it'll be OK. And so then you meet your uh, client. Uh, and yes, your client is indeed a certain Mr. Wright. Yeah. Uh, he has a and... beanie on his head that says Papa. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It has a pin. What that could is... that possibly mean? <laughs> God, the symbolism. <laughs> uh, he has a pin that eagle-eyed viewers will be able to notice. That is the same pin carried by one... Uh... God, what's her fucking name? She's one case one. She's from case 1-5. You mean Emma Sky? Yeah, Emma Sky. She has he has like the same surprised face pin that was on mm-hmm. Emma Sky's How laptop. How the fuck did you notice that? <laughs> How the fuck? I I immediately saw it and was like, "Hey, it's that pin." Oh <laughs> man, I was distracted by the fact that it looked like he hadn't shaved yet this morning. Uh, he's not shaved. Phoenix I'm... is in. A, he's wearing a hoodie and this beanie, and he's kind of very. He he's looking like he's slumming it a little bit, you know. He also has Velcro sandals on. I I <laughs> yeah, did notice it's very good. Given the opportunity, I did look directly at his feet, and I had to see if he was snap the pick. Or not. <laughs> I I had because like he was definitely giving up the like, yeah, dude, I'm wearing flip flops. I just left my house. Uh, I'm smoking ten packs of cigarettes and I drink before work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a pianist at the Borscht Bowl. He hasn't club. even left his house. He hasn't even gone home. Um, yes. So yes, he's a pianist at the Borscht Club. Uh, however, he then reveals, uh, as you start the court case, uh, that that is kind of just a front for the real draw, which is that for the last seven years, like, and also, holy shit, it's been seven years since game three. Yeah. Uh, since in the last seven years, he's been playing poker there and has been undefeated for these past seven years. And so everybody comes down to this secret room to play poker against him for the chance of possibly beating him and being the the person who finally beats the legendary unbeatable poker player. Uh, so that's actually uh, kind of like his his job there. Payne is the prosecutor here. Uh, it's nice to see him back, and he's got a new hairstyle. It looks uh, the bad. judge is back. It looks bad. <laughs> it, looks it looks awful. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> I pull up that one image. It was like, "How do I look, darling?" And it's the time of clothes going bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That comes up a lot. We have definitely mentioned that, like on stream. That came up on the concept art stream. Times, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And and yes, and then the judge is back. It was well, completely unchanged. Literally exactly the same. No difference at all. Exact same sprites and everything. I love so, my dad. So I have to say something right here, because this is actually like for the, for the tech heads in the audience. Um, I'm currently playing it on a Nintendo 2DS XL. I played the trilogy on the Switch originally. Rose mm-hmm. is playing it on a 2DS that I 
gave her. So, like, Rose and Ben and Des have been playing on stream, which means that we've been playing on totally legit hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I noticed the, like, resolution went up super high exactly. all of a sudden. I um, was like, wow, yep. all what these, the fuck all is these, this? All these lads be crispy. They're, They're <laughs> so crispy. Because it's no longer just, like, uh, a redraw of GBA sprites being made to be, like, now definition, I guess. This is the worst way I could have described this. Anyway, um, I noticed immediately that a lot of the characters look fresh and new, and immediately noticed that the background in the um, waiting room for the core house is still the same fucking image. It's like, not, actually. It's redrawn. It's redrawn? It is redrawn. The colors are different. The couch is brown instead of red, and there's no ashtray. It's a plan. I actually have a specific note about this. An interviewer asked Shu Takumi about the backgrounds and said, did you redraw them? And uh, he said, yes, most of them got redrawn for returning locations, including the defendant lobby. And the interviewer says, oh, I suppose the painting on the wall of the defendant lobby was changed, too. Takumi goes, ooh, that painting used to be a landscape, but now it's a profile of the, the judge. judge. I did see that. <laughs> yeah, noticed that. So the reason, very good. the reason I thought it was the same was the fact that the two security cards look exactly the fucking same. <laughs> they it's just the uniform. Know. To, they, to be clear, the way have... that these these characters were brought into the game is that they were drawn on pen and paper. Like, that's how these animations were drawn. They were drawn on pen and paper, then brought, scanned and brought in, and then cleaned up digitally. So, theoretically, out there, there is an original painting that was the background for the courtroom that they could have brought those guards back in and copied and pasted them. Theoretically. I don't right, know exactly right. if that's what they did, but that... They they would have had the high resolution original guards. Dude, basically, is what, what I'm I saying. I would kill for the original painting of the courtroom defendant lobby. I know, right? That's I mean, like, we saw that's some like of those original my, illustrations in my the concept art. Desire to get one of the original, like super hyper realistic SpongeBob images that they. Used. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So um, everyone's looking crispy. I want to say that Apollo Justice. I saw him and immediately thought to myself, "That is a rabbit." Because his two <laughs> spikes on his head look like rabbit ears. And when he gets stressed, they, like, flop over a little bit like rabbit ears. He's like a little bunny boy. Yeah. I hope uh, everybody's ready to hear me say how much I love Apollo every episode. Because he's literally my favorite. Uh, I mean, the one I just thing that they <laughs> specifically said for the character design for Apollo is that uh, they said they started from a very simple point. What if we took Phoenix Wright and flipped him 180 degrees? Hell yeah. That was where they started from, was instead of having the spikes going back, what if the spikes came forward? That was where they started, and then through iteration, they arrived then at the two spikes kind of sticking up in the front. I like that. I like that iteration. Um, I want to say that I love the new... It's Is it a new artist? Yes. It is a new main artist this time. Same see... person who did the character designs for Case 1-5 now. I could see the 1-5 similarity. Um, I think there's a certain charm to, like, the original trilogy artist, and, like, I do like this new one, but it doesn't quite capture that, like, there's something there's something inherently different, and it isn't the bad line or art, good. It's the just line different. art and the coloring is slightly warmer, is the way I would describe it. Mm, yeah. See, it's, 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 everything's was... a little bit more of a yellow, uh, See, like, I the was... character skin colors and that sort of thing are a little warmer. 
so I was going into this noticing how cold all the backgrounds seemed. Like the courtroom looks a lot darker and colder. Yes, That's... I would say that. I and, would I would agree with that. Yeah. You know, similarly, like the defendant lobby is definitely less bright. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen a lot of locations yet, but it seems. I was thinking the opposite. I was like, wow, it's like a lot darker in like color and in and warmth. So. Uh, so like, so like with. We, I mean, both can be interpreted correctly. Like, like both the either the character portraits are warmer, or the background is darker, and that is making the character portraits seem warmer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I so like, how do I? I do like a lot of the old illustrations because that's what like mid, their mid aughts Capcom was like. Like, mm-hmm. I could see a Phoenix Wright from Phoenix Wright two or three and be like. Yep, that's the same motherfucker from Mega Man. <laughs> and now it's like, oh, this is its own shit. You know, like mm-hmm. this is this is Ace Attorney, the the new shit. <laughs> and um I like it. I it was very I think the only thing that caught me off guard is the fact that when Apollo nods his head, it was like I didn't expect it. It caught me off guard. I don't know why. <laughs> he nodded his head and I was like the fuck can people nod their heads and i remember i was like oh yeah phoenix nodded to this too he was like and I, also thought that was, <laughs> and I also thought that was fucking weird uh so yeah so you get into the courtroom segment and phoenix is accused of murdering uh a man shady smith uh who he was playing poker with uh the gist of the accusation is that Shady Smith was winning against Phoenix, uh, and then uh, since Phoenix needed to protect his perfect record, uh, he killed him. Um, and then Phoenix uh, walked upstairs at the club and made a call to Christoph Gavin and requested that he defend him because he thought, well, I'm screwed now. Uh, we get to basically break down a little bit of Wright's testimony for your first, you know, cross-examination. Uh, but most of it is just laying out the details of the exact scenario that happened. Um, but we start to get some little hints of what happened over the last seven years. Uh, everybody keeps talking like the judge is like, wow, Mr. Wright, it's a shame, you know, it's been so long since I've seen you. It's kind of a shame to see you like this, you know? And, uh, People allude to him not having his attorney's badge anymore. Something happened, you know, seven years ago that made him lose his badge. Uh, And uh, then uh, after, you know, things get a little hairy, the prosecution brings out their first witness. Uh, The waitress who was also there in the room, uh, reportedly. Olga O'Reilly. Here's the thing about Olga O'Reilly. What year is it, everybody? 2007. It's 2007. It sure fucking is, isn't it? Wait, what what does that mean? What is your thing with Olga O'Reilly? The O'Reilly Owl. Do you not remember the O'Reilly Owl? It's an old internet meme. And uh, that's what this is. Uh, her last name is a reference like, to. Oh they, my they god! They really, they really push it. Too they hammer hard it multiple times. Multiple times. The judge going, "Oh, really?" All right. So <laughs> here's a, here's the thing: is that I genuinely did not think about that. I thought her name was Olga O'Reilly because 
one, it would have made more sense to see her as Irish, but I guess this is a Russian place, so, like, whatever. <laughs> um, two, I thought her last name was O'Reilly because that alludes to the fact that she's not really what she seems. I mean, it can be it can be a double meaning. I just I I completely divorced myself from the oh really owl and you shoved it away in a box. Fucking wiped it from your memory. <laughs> I wish I I wish I could have done that. I want to be less <laughs> intensely aware that it's two thousand and seven when this is coming out in America. Um, I don't really care for oh really during the first half of this court case because I think one of my least favorite tropes is like. There's something about like meek witnesses where it's like, oh gosh, I'm scared of the prosecutor, the attorney. And meanwhile, like Apollo sitting there with like rosy cheeks and like a lollipop in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, so O'Reilly goes on to be like, oh hey, uh, I totally saw the shit so down. Uh, here's how the poker chips were laid out. Here's how Phoenix Wright cheated. And then Apollo's like, girl, none of us could do math. But we all know that this is wrong. <laughs> I yeah, did. I was struggling to do the math. I was like, oh, fucking, they're going to make me do math. And hey, they did. They if, made me do math. With the poker chips, yeah. 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 Um, she goes on to say that uh, there was a cheat, even though the cheat was not... Um, uh, there was like a fifth ace, yada yada. Uh, but right. then you look at the photo, and I was like, there's no fifth ace, you're blind. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure I put it there. And everyone's like... Excuse Wait me? a second. Excuse me? <laughs> and then um and then your mentor Christoph Gustav Galvin Palvin uh mm-hmm. goes on to tell you himself. Hey, Apollo. Take, examine the evidence. And then you get bring to a nice little funny screen where you get to move the evidence to three dimensions. Yeah, you get to spin it around and look at it from all angles. And then you notice that the cheat card is a blue card instead of a red card, because they play with two decks, one red, one blue, because... Tiago, I think you skipped uh, an important thing, which is, at a certain point, the witness flips on you, and that like, does... pulls off her disguise, and it's a really good animation. That only happens after the evidence reveal. The evidence uh, turnaround. Because only but... then does she go like, wait, am I misremembering this? No, no, and I was gonna just gonna say, and yes, then Olga, then she does like an elaborate spin and pulls it's like great. her big fuzzy coat over her and reveals, you know, that actually she's not really Russian. <laughs> See, I thought uh, that happened once you get your hands before you get your, to get your hands on the the victim's like set of cards. You have to you have to um get her to do her reveal no i'm pretty sure the transformation happens because of the evidence revealed she's like i put put the wrong that's fair you know i did play i did finish this case uh last night a little late so it's possible that i am scrambled um anyway she turns out to be also it doesn't she turns out to be critical at the moment listen i i I say something i know it's not critical but she does turn out to be a hot poker dealer yeah that is hot and we Gambling is sexy, and also <laughs> super illegal in Japanifornia. Yeah. Super illegal. They all go like, Phoenix Wright, you're a fucking slime bag. You gamble? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Winston Payne, if this was 2022, you'd be a gotcha fiend. I know it. <laughs> oh my god. I, I know for a fucking fact you'd be sweating over JPEGs, you sick son of a bitch. <laughs> 
in the courtroom, in the fucking judge goes, what's a JPEG? Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Do I look like I know what a JPEG, JPEG is? <laughs> anyway, yeah. Aurel- Ju- that's absolutely judge material. Uh, uh, so it turns out that this was an elaborate sting created by the victim and Olga O'Reilly to try to ruin Phoenix Wright's career as a poker player. But Phoenix Wright, in a wonderful, wonderful, smart brain fashion, found out that they were trying to cheat him by putting his hand in his pocket and finding out the cheat card that was in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just stuck his hand in his pocket and happened to sit, feel the card. They plant a card on him, and they can't plant the card on him during the game. They plant it, like, ten minutes beforehand, and he goes, oh, where's my fucking keys? And then finds the card <laughs> and goes, hey, this isn't supposed to be there. So he takes out this fucking plant card, and oh my god. I, I'm kind of, like, jumping all over the place with the description, but the trap was essentially that they would accuse Phoenix Wright of being a cheat by, A, putting a card on him to make it look like he's been slipping cards in, and, B, mm-hmm. introducing a fifth ace into the game so that then definitely something cheat would occur, even though it was Shady and Olga, really, who were cheating. They just wanted to ruin Phoenix Wright's career. However... Phoenix Wright, through natural Phoenix Wright's Phoenix fashion... Phoenix Wright's career as a piano player? As a piano player. <laughs> Phoenix Wright luckily found out about it. He crumpled up the um, card, put it into a bottle, and then simply was not a cheat. And then Shady Smith was like, Olga, you betrayed me, and bonked her on the head with a wine bottle. And she was unconscious. Grape juice, please. Grape juice. <laughs> um also apollo justice has like hyper detection vision like the guy from psych like he you know what i mean yeah you don't get to he fully photographic uh, memory. explore this mechanic yet they just kind of tease it out here right yeah um but yeah at some at one point while olga is testifying she keeps reaching like her hand behind her neck and scratching the back of her her head a little bit uh in a little like uh like a nervous tick, you know? And so Phoenix is like, you know, Apollo, you have, uh, you've got some special abilities over there. You should, uh, pay attention to that. And, uh, Paul like, okay. And he's like, what, what's going on? I feel an intensity in my eyes, you know, on my wrist. What's this pulsing? And, uh, yeah, he like pays really close attention to her nervous tick that shows she's lying. And then you get a chance to present evidence, uh, to like show that like oh yeah you you are lying specifically about this thing and that's how you pr- uh bring up that she's the one who got bonked on the back of the head because that's where she's been touching herself this whole I gotta time say, you know that logical jump um well I think the mechanic could be interesting that logical leap did not impress me <laughs> him being like oh it's because of a memory that you have of and it's like I I actually am going to need you to show me more evidence, Mr. Justice. Like, (laughs) as the player, I didn't... I absolutely love him freaking out. Did not follow that logically to, oh, it's because of a memory she has? Like, why? I... So, like... Why? (laughs) You could see it because uh, his exact wording was like, oh, whenever the murder weapon gets brought up, you instinctively scratch your neck. Why is that? As opposed to just going, that like that would have made more sense to me instead of just yeah, going. Yeah, if, if he had said that, <laughs> if he had said that, but then he goes on to say because you have a memory of the bottle, and it's like, my dude, what? And then everyone, everyone in the courtroom goes, yeah, what? 
So you, you see what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a roundabout way to verbalize it. Yeah. It doesn't quite. I thought it was a bit of a leap uh, in what I am expected to. Like, it's the first case. Yeah. So I was expecting like the leaps to be a little more obvious and logical. That everything else was great, but that one I was kind of like. Oh, I would okay. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, it, it turns out to be okay, because Olga really totally does fall for that, and then just goes on to say, yeah, I was hitting the head with a bottle. Like, yeah. if if Apollo didn't say anything, Olga really would just keep ignoring him, but the fact that she was caught, she was like, oh no, now you know that I was hitting the head with a bottle. And everyone's just like, wait, what? You were hitting the head with a bottle? <laughs> now like, everyone knows. That's just how anxiety knows. is. <laughs> Olga really has anxiety. Um... So I think that there is either two things going on with Apollo. One, he's unlocking a Sharagon. It's 2007. Perfect. He's opening his third fucking eye. He's opening his third fucking eye. Two, uh, Feeding Strike's secretly microdosing him, and uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the effects are coming through. Um, so yeah, uh, Apollo Justice is able to call Ogo Aurelius bluff, and is like, dang orang. Wow. So Ogo really actually didn't see who killed uh, Shady Smith, because... Uh, you're telling, he was knocked out. You're telling me a shrimp fried this rice? I'm telling you Shady knocked this rice out. Oh, shit. Something like that. Uh, so, then, now that we're kind of back at square one, uh, the judge is like, okay, well, now what's the deal? They take a brief break. And when you come back, Phoenix Wright meets Apollo in the lobby and is like, you know, you should think about you know, what's going on here with these red and these blue cards. You should remember there was, there was only one person who thought that the cards were blue before we ever showed any pictures of the cards or showed up any of the other red or blue cards. And Apollo's like, that's a weird thing to bring up, Mr. Wright. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they and they come back into the courtroom. Uh, and uh, as it builds back up to this specific uh, point, and... So they're like, okay, so we got to, you know, we got to figure all this out. You start, uh, you know, basically, like, Phoenix keeps prodding everybody and being like, so about these cards? Because somebody said that they were blue. Who said they were blue? Uh, and, I get it, Phoenix. I yeah. get it. <laughs> and he is then asked to point out which character in this courtroom said that they were blue before they could have known that they were blue. Uh, and that, of course, is only one person, actually, your mentor, Christoph Gavin. I want you to know that while I was doing this case, I legitimately said to myself out loud, oh, fuck, Christoph, I can't believe you betrayed me. It's like halfway through case one. <laughs> it is pretty early to be uh, immediately accusing one of the attorneys in court of committing right. murder. So... I thought we would wait until, like, at least the third case. Every defense I, attorney is um... a piece of shit except for the main character. Well, see, I had forgot I had forgot about this fella, this Kristoff fella, because I had seen pictures of him before. I just didn't really know what they were. And I thought that he was the prosecuting attorney, but I guess mm. he's not. He's like your... Well, he's, they set him up to be, like, your Mia character, but I guess he's a murderer, so... He's a murderer, uh... He's and he only... has some sort of history with Phoenix, yeah. but it's not, it's not revealed what. Other than, I don't know, um, I think other he's than Phoenix works for him. 
Chris, Christoph Gavin. Wait, Phoenix doesn't work for him. He worked in. Did yeah, he does. He, he did at the end there, didn't he? Well, no, no, Phoenix. What? Phoenix never worked for yeah. him. Phoenix never worked for him. They were just buds. I don't. Yeah, uh, no, they just. They just said that they 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 used to work together. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. At, uh, at some okay. point, I, is is what I believe they said. I so. just. I, maybe it. Maybe it's true. I don't know. First off, no, know don't nothing. don't worry. Desi has not revealed anything. Okay. out of turn. Don't worry. Kristoff uh, um, has said lines like, "Is this payback for what happened seven years ago?" And Phoenix says, "The past is the past. The now is the now." Sure, buddy. And Apollo, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little miffed at Phoenix. I don't know if y'all could tell. Why are you miffed at Phoenix? Oh my god, fucking pleading well, we the got, fifth we... and yeah, refusing you... to tell me anything, and then being like, "Phil, did you figure it out?" It's like, yeah, I fucking did. Let Rose, me talk, Rose. Are you telling me that a witness in a a uh, a client in an Ace Attorney game is upsetting you because they're not being very cooperative? Um, hmm. <laughs> no, I'm annoyed that he is now set up to be your mentor advice character, not telling me anything. Yeah, that is actually obnoxious. But that's I didn't like it when Mia did it either. I was gonna say Mia does the same thing. What are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't like it then. <laughs> um, I don't like it then. I don't like it now. I my favorite part about some of the like questions that the judge gives you is that he goes, "All right, Apollo, which one was it? Was it the killer? Was it the victim?" Was it the, the witness like setting up the two? baby blocks for him? <laughs> like a <laughs> follow, like, like fucking slapping these mega blocks together. Be like, all right, red goes with red, blue yeah. goes with blue. Uh, that now, now, now that we're done making fun of that, that almost killed me actually, um, because <laughs> I wanted to jump to the next part where we talked about like why that cabinet was like. Like, why was the he facing the cabinet? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And it was like, no, no, no. No, you, you gotta, have to. You gotta respect the right, order, right? Thing. Yeah. So yeah. to just provide a little context yeah, to somebody who that. hasn't who hasn't played it, what they then do is now that we have introduced the possibility that Kristoff was there and could have murdered uh, Shady, Kristoff uh, then testifies and says, "Well, no, I didn't murder him." I did be, I was there that evening though, and I looked in through the little window that lets you see into the room that's, that's there for, uh, you know, like mob goons to like look out and watch for the cops coming. I peeked in this little window. So I looked in and saw, uh, I didn't see the moment of the murder, but I saw Phoenix there holding the bottle and I saw, saw Shady Smith dead, you know, and I was like, (gasps) and then I ran away. Uh, and then Phoenix called me right after that. That's his mm-hmm. testimony. And I didn't and so tell th- anybody because I'm the defense attorney. And I- yeah, this is a wild conflict of interest, but those don't exist in our universe. Um, <laughs> uh, so you then get a 3D reconstruction of the room. The game uses technology. the full power of the DS, and it zooms down into a like a gray box 3D model of the room with little dolls, you know, like basic, you know, chunky uh, geometric dolls of the figures laid out in the room. And the cabinets and the tables and that sort of thing. And so you are given uh, a card, uh, a fifth ace with a drop of blood on it by a girl in the lobby. She gives this to Apollo during one of the breaks and says, here's the most important piece of evidence. Make sure to use it. She is also wearing a little magician's outfit. 
Yeah, a girl wearing a little magician's outfit. Oh. Uh, who yeah. bears a resemblance to uh, the girl in the locket on Phoenix Wright's neck. Who is um, his daughter? Who is his daughter? Phoenix yeah. Wright came? <laughs> I don't know why you're so surprised. Uh, Phoenix Wright so- has not busted a nut in the trilogy. I promise you that. I... <laughs> That man mm. was chain smoking cigarettes through every fucking case. He was so wound we up. We didn't see him do that either, and yet apparently he was. He was so stressed. There was no time for him to have post net clarity. There, there's. <laughs> so like this. This is a wild take. I think it is the righteous take. The right. <laughs> I think that there is no way. The Phoenix Wright came at all during the trilogy because he was, he, he's the epitome of stress and anxiety. This is at least seven years, if not more, post-trilogy. It, no, it is. He's loosened up so much since then. He loosened up so much. He, You know what? That's why he lost his attorney's badge. Is that he nut? And then he tried to do a job on. <laughs> I don't post- know. Also, like, <laughs> come on. Like, the, we- <laughs> he and Miles got together and broke up like three times during the original trilogy. <laughs> At least they, once per I game. I don't. I legit don't think they had sex. I think Miles. Uh, no. A- I. You know what? Fair point. I don't know if they did. <laughs> Miles- I don't think they. I don't think they did. I Have think they just sort of like Edgeworth? sat in a room There's and no stared way at each they other. Did anything. Think about it. Think about Edgeworth it. Edgeworth was like, oh my god, right. The way you look right now is disgusting. I am not touching you. <laughs> Edgeworth just sits there consumed with lust and then like goes to Europe for six months. <laughs> and then comes back. I, if you think uh, about it, fucked. the first part of Edgeworth's name is Edge. So, Jesus Christ. Christ. Right, Tiago. <laughs> it's... It's not, we it's gotta talk noon. about the ace. We gotta talk about the ace now. <laughs> it's before noon. Uh, so you get given this piece of evidence by by this girl who's seven and in the locker image. In, 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 it could be more than seven years. If, oh, that's fair. That's right. It could be more than seven. he did lose his attorney badge seven years ago. I don't know if it was seven years directly after game three that is fair right so, you, we don't know the exact timeline yet so i wouldn't assume anything quite yet all right fair um, enough but so you get the evidence card you bring it out and say well look if this is the fifth ace right this is the fifth ace that would show up in that was inserted into the deck it's the wrong color and then uh the way that the blood would have dropped meant that the victim would have had been sitting backwards in their chair the chair would have needed to have been turned around Phoenix uh, conveniently mentions to you that these chairs are swivel chairs uh, a moment before you need to bring this up. (laughs) Also, (laughs) one of the wildest things that they managed to pin to Goose... I keep thinking his name is Gustav. It's Gavin Kristoff. Why is it Gustav? Kristoff Gavin. Kristoff Gavin. (laughs) Whatever. Um, There's some drill head over there. This guy. This... this, I actually do love his character design a lot. I love the kind of character who, like... Talks down to you looks, while smiling. He's great. He looks so good. He's great. I'm. You know how I feel about villains. Exactly. I'm into it. Uh, the thing about it though is that like, he's like, yeah, um, Gavin. How'd you know the man was bald before anyone revealed that he was bald? And everyone's yes. like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he was wearing a hat the entire time he was at the Borscht Bowl Club. The only time anyone would have seen that he was bald 
was uh, when the actual murder occurred, when he got hit in the head, and his hat flew off. Now, this was a leap in logic to me, because there is a person who would have known that he was bald, and that could have been Olga O'Reilly, who met with him a month beforehand, and, Mm -hmm. like, gave, like, there's no way, maybe Olga O'Reilly mentioned it in passing, there's, there's like a leak, there's a leak to this theory, and to me, that leak is enough to be like, I don't know about that one, but everyone's just like, yeah, how did you know he was bald? And that, the, the entire court kind of buys into it, and it's just like, well, I guess now you gotta find out how'd you know he was bald. And, like, right. the only way that you could have known is if you bunked him on the head yourself, and it's like, well, th- why did Kristoff, is that his name, Kristoff? Yes. Yep, I mean, Kristoff should, uh, sh- shouldn't have known this, theoretically, if he had never met this man before. Yes, he never met this man before, but, uh... So it is a little weird, still, to warrant for some investigation. To know, yeah, and why, like, it's not pertinent information enough for, uh, her to have brought it up, or had said anything. Yeah, cause she, she, she could've just been like, oh, he's bald like Russian winter or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I, mean, I like that. Kristoff's uh, desire to wax poetic about everything is really let's come back to vitamin. It, the yeah, ass. it's vitamin. Like, the he has to <laughs> talk yeah. all flower. Like how we know Miles Edgeworth is thinking in his head. Yes, this exactly. guy has to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, we have to discuss. Like, all right. Well, why did if Kristoff did it? Why did he do it? They he saw this man in passing, and then we he discussed. Thought he was so right, ugly. He thought it was shady. So, like, all right, so how did he do it? It was like, well, uh, there's a secret entrance to this room because this is a speakeasy and mobsters use it. So they managed to go through a secret entrance. This is the exact position he would have done it. The character is swiveled in his chair, as like so he wasn't in the position that he was in the photo. A drop of blood spilt onto an ace. And Kristoff sees this and goes, I must get rid of this card. And he takes out the card, but he's also doing it really fast, so he just picked the card off the ground and put it back in its place, not knowing that it was a different card back, because yes. he didn't have enough time to like look at the game. So he leaves, and then this card with a bloodstain on it magically appears in this magician's hand, and they give it to Apollo, who brings it up in court. Now. Exactly. A little sus. A little sus. Uh, Phoenix mentions that he was caught, he was about to get caught with the, with the, with the trap to ruin his poker career. So he took a card, crumpled it, and put it into a bottle. Now, if you examine the bottle, uh, that you have, you'll see that there's no card in it, which is strange. That means, who took the card out? Or, which bottle is this? Um, also- And then they have the, then they have the courtroom staff go- back to the club and bring back the other bottles and one of them does have the card in it then yes mm-hmm. um i also like that if you investigate all your stuff uh if you investigate the ace attorney badge apollo goes on to say like man looking at this thing brings me so much comfort i'm glad i have one <laughs> and yeah you if you examine phoenix Wright's cell phone you notice on the back there's a piece of duct tape and he goes Jesus Christ, man, get a new phone. Do you just not care? <laughs> yeah, he's got the battery taped in so it doesn't fall out. Uh, very good touch. Very good touch. Um, so, we end up in a situation where Kristoff knows a little bit too much about the actual scene. And he even goes on to say, like, 
there's no way that Ace could be the bloodstain on it. And then, uh, that can't be the one from the room. And then Phoenix Wright goes, well, in order for you to say that, you'd have to know where the real one is. Do you know where the real one is? And then Kristoff's like, oh, 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 and singing some poetry inside his head or something. <laughs> um, yeah. So- and so he, 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 he breaks down then, you know, he, he has his full breakdown. Uh, Olga early, earlier, her, she has this really great animation in which the, like, uh, bowl of lobster, right? I think that she's holding, yes. like it, when it, she gets stunned, it flies up in the air and then she moves her hand really cat fast to catch it. It's like in Tobey um, Maguire and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like the <laughs> exactly. lunchbox or the lunch tray. Yeah. And then, uh, Theoretically, after she got knocked out during the middle of the, or you know, right before the earlier recess, I guess nobody cleaned it up because then when Kristoff gets mad and he raises his fist up, he starts levitating all of the <laughs> leftover lobster bowl uh, and uh, lifts it up around him. And that's uh, really good. There's actually a little quote here uh, from when Takumi is talking to the... Uh, to one of the other uh, artists. And he says, when Mr. Takumi was checking the animation of the witness falling at the very end of episode one, he said it looked too plain. So he told me to make the pot uh, that uh, Olga had dropped earlier levitate. I replied, well, did nobody clean that up during the break? But it looked (laughs) funny on screen. So I guess it was okay. (laughs) I thought the implication was the fact that he hit the fucking stance so hard that the things flew up in the air. Like, Sure, but I guess it makes way more sense. There are ghosts his, his in this game. To lift the I mean, I, it's definitely metaphorical. He does not actually have levitation powers here. I think, uh, I think but he like, does. but it's it's, it's very funny. It, it's very funny. Spoiler: He's a fucking psychic, and he's going to use that ability to kill somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I like that we didn't get the breakdown because usually, like the rumbling and stuff, means that the villain breakdown is coming. We didn't get one. We just gotta. Just, okay, yeah, I did it. I com- I committed the murder. I think. La, yeah, la, you la. get you get like a teaser of a breakdown. Like, uh, oh, is he about to go? And then he goes, "No, I'm good." He yeah gains his composure. You know, I think he uh, implodes as opposed to explode. Right? Like, he's definitely the type of person who like would take all that force word anger and just direct it directly inside, and then be like, "Yeah, that's my favorite." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, so you got me." Uh, you meet out outside then in the lobby and phoenix and apollo talk and uh phoenix straight up admits to apollo that this fifth ace that they introduced in court is fake he straight up admits to apollo and says yeah this is uh this is forged evidence apollo punches him yeah and apollo punches him because he's so upset that right gave him forged evidence i like apollo I like Apollo. So there's a there's a lot of things being said here on this on this table now of like, okay, what the fuck happened seven years ago? Why is Phoenix Wright okay with using forged evidence now? Why is he a Why did he think he it was said okay it's to the give the dark age of the law? Yeah. Still. Yeah. And why did he think it was okay to give it to Apollo? Obviously, in a way, he's kind of using Apollo here to get to to like lock Kristoff in, in court, you know, like to like pin him down essentially he needed a different defense attorney who was not Kristoff. he couldn't have Kristoff be the one actually defending him but he needed, but he needed him in court yeah <laughs> he needed a way to call him out and uh 
And yeah, and then also he needed to utilize forged evidence to do it to call him out because he, I don't know, didn't see any other way. So here's my thing, is that when Phoenix went up to call the police and then came back down and saw that there was a corpse, it was then that he realized that it was Kristoff who did it. I don't know why he assumed Kristoff did it, but at that moment he knew it was Kristoff who did it. And he turned out to be right. Like, that's just a mm-hmm. fact. Yeah. Um, but Well, it's because he made the phone call to Kristoff to say, hey, can you help me out, friend? And and Kristoff mentioned something on the phone call that he shouldn't have known. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's he mentioned Phoenix, that the guy was bald then on the phone call. Before Phoenix had seen the crime scene, so Kristoff mentioned something like, oh, he got hit in his bald head. And Phoenix goes downstairs and sees that that was, in fact, exactly what happened. So in the timeline that occurred, when Phoenix called him, the deed was already complete. Yes. The the murder so, yeah. is already... Yeah. Yes, because he called the police and then he called Kristoff. It was... Yeah. It, so it was during the police call that Kristoff killed him. Uh, okay, I got the timeline now. Thank you. Um, so uh, there's also a lot of, like, things on the table. So, like, Shady Smith came in with a locket. And this locket had a picture on it. And then they go, hey, Phoenix, you're also wearing a locket. And I was like, yeah, this one has a picture of my daughter in it. And everyone goes, okay, cool. It's yours. And then he comes back out. I was like, yeah, this is actually the locket the dude was wearing. And I was like, wait, what? You lied in court. (laughs) And it's like, no, I didn't. I said this one had a picture of my daughter in it. And it does. He was wearing a locket with my daughter in it. And we're all just like, okay, Want to explain that, buddy? And he goes, Mm-mm. "No, I think you should work for me." <laughs> you see why this is frustrating. I'm just like, what? W- what? I so like, I it's upsetting, right? Because this is a sequel that is being made to a series, and like, I'm someone who believes that like, if a series has a like a conclusive ending, and there's a sequel. There should be no reference to the previous story. Like, that story is complete. That is done. And now we are doing a new story, that, right? That's Capcom's but, fault. Well, in that case, there should be no sequels whatsoever. I mean, there could be spiritual sequels. Like, um, I if I was going to, like, want something in a new game series, I would want it to be like, this is still... I like having this, old characters show up, but... Depends on the game for me, honestly. Because, like... I, I lead more towards... Dessa's side on this one like if if it's a sequel like like it's a sequel you know like it's fine if the things in the previous game are still relevant i'm not saying they're not relevant but like i don't want the main protagonist of the previous game to take like a spotlight in the sequel right because like i'm trying to figure out a way to like say i know what what you mean right now i know what you mean I, this is I supposed played, to be Apollo uh, Justice. This, this is supposed to be Apollo Justice story, and I'd really like it if he wasn't in the shadow of Phoenix Wright. But as of right, right now, he's literally being placed in the shadow of Phoenix Wright. Like he's literally and Wright is manipulating him in court. You know, I mean, to make maybe, things happen. Maybe the point of the game will be Apollo getting out of the shadow of Phoenix Wright. You know, like that. I think is a story in a in and of itself. Like. The sequel starting off as, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a copy of this. How do I make myself not a copy? And that's a story, I think, with a beginning, a middle, and an end. 
Yeah, it'll be the story. We're not there yet, but we'll see the whole story. I just like... Yeah. I, I don't... I also want to... You go ahead. Sorry, finish. Uh, okay. Well, what I was going to say is I am not going to give you guys anything other than historical context for this, you know, for the, you know, these next couple games kind of situation, right? Um, just because I feel like giving you modern context for it uh, might affect how your experience of the games goes. So I, I think it would be more entertaining, I think you uh, more enjoyable for you guys. Day, ben, where you're like, oh, should I tell them this? I'm like, no, they have to have the yeah. genuine experience. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we, we, we talked about it. Yeah. I talked about it with Desi. I talked about it with uh, our good friend Iroh as well. And then we were, we were all like, yeah, no, we, we, we're not going to tell you guys anything and we're not going to uh, add anything like, Obviously, I would never spoil spoil anything for you guys, but I'm I'm also not even going to give you guys extra context that I have that is a not a spoiler either. Mm-hmm. So, um, all I will say is that the story will play out, and there is more to come. So, uh, I'm excited, you know, to see your reactions to it and see if they are similar to how the rest of the fandom reacted uh, at the time when these games came out. Um, but uh, all I would say is that it's not all negative, you know, and it's not all good. It is it is a mix. There's a lot going on here, uh, and some of it is really cool. And uh, but there's 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 a lot going on. So, uh, so yeah. So don't worry. You'll get answers on a lot of these things that you're you're asking about. You know. I I think my thing is just that like I would have preferred it if. Phoenix Wright was just like a cameo as opposed to a major what it seems major to be character. a mainstay. Yeah. Cause like I feel like if the main character doesn't have enough time to shine, then we're just looking at what oh just like a reflection of Phoenix Wright. Like this Yeah, you're this... not worried about you're not worried about Apollo's story. You want to see what Phoenix does next. Yeah. And that's not what I really want. Like, so far the mystery is about Phoenix Wright. Like it's about what's going on with his daughter. What's happening with uh, the murder case? Why did Kristoff murder that dude? He had no motive. So why did he do it? No motive that and we know of. No motive that we know of. Um, and I'm like, low key, I would have liked it if this was just like a new lawyer team, and they have their own little secret uh shit going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So like, I guess my thing is that I actually think that Phoenix Wright can show up in the game. That's not a problem. But, but I don't want him to be like in the spotlight. He should just be a side character. Yeah. That's what makes it interesting to me. I know what you mean. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. I, what do you think, Rose? Huh? Um. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the case. Um. What are your thoughts on Phoenix Wright being an important character in the game? Uh, nah. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I didn't expect to see him this early, certainly. I, I was a little yeah, bit was, of a surprise. That was um, crazy. But I think they have plenty of time to make it work, and I will see if they do or not. Yeah. Uh, I like Apollo seems cute. I love Apollo. I love Apollo. Um, his... He's very stupid, and I love that in a main character. You're dumb. I like that in a man. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much me. Um, other side of the coin, Christoph Gavin seems interesting. I like a smug villain. I'll see. 
I mean, I'm presuming he's a villain. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he murdered somebody. He, he probably murdered that guy. Um, he definitely so... did. He killed Trudy Smith. Yeah, uh, seems like it. Uh, but I don't know. I'm. I liked it so far. I again, there was one weird logical jump that was like a gameplay issue for me. Music not as good. Sorry, everybody. No, I totally. I fully one hundred thousand percent disagree with that. Wow. Nothing spoke to me. I I, I love the the, music. Uh, the like one cornered theme. The one time it played, I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of a bop. We're kind of getting into it. Other than that, like, kind of disappointed actually. I had headphones in and I liked it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't hate any of the music. I just thought like none of this is none of this is me, like, real, except for the early nineties like, anime music vibes. I guess. I will say there is plenty more music to come. Yeah. So perhaps there still, will be some later things that catch. Yeah, it's still the first case. We've only heard like four fucking tracks. Exactly. But nothing wowed me like it did in the other games where immediately I was like, holy shit, listen to this music. I mean, game one I, cornered theme still fucking OG flat. cornered so good. Yeah. And they drop like, it. They pull in, it out, you know? Yeah. Even in all of the other three, like, each had a unique sound that I was really into. Like, where's my fucking tambourine? <laughs> like a I, now, yeah. I gotta make a confession. If you were to ask me, like, hey, Tiago, could you hum the beat to any of those songs? I'd be like, no. I can't remember Just the any of theme. them. Just the corner I mean, theme. also, you've only heard them a little bit here. Like, yeah. uh, Apollo's Objection theme, I think, only plays once, maybe twice in this whole thing. It, I think uh, I heard it once, and it was my favorite. I liked it. So, I thought it was like, fun. But that you, was the you gotta only you gotta one. hear these themes like whereas you've heard all the themes from the trilogy like way more by now at this yeah, point. Yeah, so, I just you know, you know I was hoping that like the previous games I would immediately be grabbed by the music and I was not. It did not reach out of the DS and grab me. <laughs> oh, um, which is a high standard to hold the music to. However, all of the other three games managed it easily. So, right, you know, big shoes yeah. to fill. Um, it's very funny to me. Uh, I so we're, I'm playing on the DS now, right? And they have a little feature where if you press the button, you can shout into the mic. Yep. Um, I tried it, and I want you to know that I like pulled up my DS and just went objection, and then also went hold it. <laughs> and I tried mm -hmm. to mimic the voice. I really wish I had a recording of myself too, because I would love to have my own soundbite for that. <laughs> I have never done that, and I've got to be real. I never will. Oh, come on! Unless the game forces me to. I think it'd be fun. They to, do like, at the end of the one game. Try, if we could all, I just, I just no. I got. I had a button I could press. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna like sit alone in my room and like ugly laugh when people do stupid things. That's the game. I wish Miles was gonna be here, but somebody has actually given me a spoiler that he's not gonna be, Aww. so Oh well yeah. I can show you my spoiler that I got spoiled on is the fact that Twitter's going nuts over that clown girl from game six. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't wanna talk about it, clowns. It has to be brought up. Yeah, I feel it's in game this is game I know, but this is this is going to be significantly dating the podcast because people yeah, are going to be like, what's that, what's that one, like, you know, if people listen to this months from now, they're going to be like, there's a period, weird period of time in which Gerudo Tornado was 
trending on Twitter? What the fuck? <laughs> hello, <laughs> you know? hello, visitors from the future. Everyone on Twitter <laughs> went apeshit for that clown girl for like a couple of weeks because it was dreadful there's a fan animation (laughs) we're done now hopefully no here's here's the fucked up part is that this trend legitimately spoiled me like i got to see uh, something that i should not have seen and i was like fuck shit god damn it you gotta stop looking at clowns hey yo yo listen (laughs) i i was just scrolling through twitter like regular ass twitter and I saw people being like, yeah, I love this scene. And I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to spoil it. But then, like, I got to see the effects and I was like, oh, fuck me running. Fuck me running. God damn it. <laughs> and now um, I'm simply disgusted. <laughs> I'm simply upset now. I just want to live in my bubble. I know so little about these games. Like, I'm... I don't, like, I knew some about the original trilogy, but, like, you know, like I said, I saw this, this, like, Gavin fellow, and I was like, oh, I've seen, like, fan art of this guy, but I thought he was, like I said, I thought he was the prosecuting attorney, because he's got that kind of villainous vibe, but, mm-hmm. um, huh. He's just, I don't yeah. fuck it. Like, I literally don't know anything, and I want to keep it that way so hard. Like, yeah, no, I feel you. Even if it doesn't seem like a spoiler, I'm trying. Like, my sister was like, oh, I didn't really like those games. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> don't even tell me that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fine. Uh, uh, I will say, uh, for next time, uh, it is uh, case number two. Which is kind of like the whole get your bearings case. It's your first one where you'll get to go out, do investigations, all that fun stuff. And the idea for this case is one that Takumi had many, many, many years ago. In fact, an idea for a mystery that he had before he even wrote the original Ace Attorney game. Uh, And he recycled it here. Oh my god, is Uh, it the race track one? No, no, <laughs> no. This is an, an older, huh. even older idea. I really uh, wanted so. to do the racetrack one because, like, I think you mentioned during like it was like very. I think it was during like the first game that we played that like uh, one of the ideas he had for a mystery was someone who was in a racetrack and they got killed while driving somehow. And I <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah. "Yo, that's tight as fuck." What do you mean that? I want to figure that out. Um. I wish that was the case. If you, I, you well, know, he he couldn't figure it out though. That's the problem. <laughs> I think that's it, why we don't have. That's why it. he didn't use it. Yeah, I think I could figure it out. I think that if I could get writing, should we? Do you guys want to have like a Phoenix Wright fanfic <laughs> session? Like, can we just write a little mystery or something? Um, there is a. <laughs> I, I guess I will bring this up here. There is a uh, tabletop RPG called uh justicar uh which is uh being made uh by someone uh who i've been following on twitter that uh i'm quite interested in uh and it's a four-player uh courtroom uh tabletop rpg game that is inspired directly by ace attorney and other courtroom drama uh media so uh i i'm very interested to try that out when it comes out uh eventually because i think that would be very fun drama media yeah uh, you know, like Perry Mason and that kind of shit, you know? Like, uh, no, Law and Order SVU, or uh, that like new Like Judge sh- Judy. 
Yeah, like no more like Perry Mason. <laughs> what about that? There's a 2011 uh, drama called Suits. Um, oh yeah, I don't know anything about that, but I do remember the name of the show. So I just for a little context, I scroll through Instagram a lot when I don't know what to think, and I just want to absorb media so I don't have to feel the oncoming heat death of America. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do that. I have a video on every screen, and I have three screens. Um, and every week, uh, Instagram decides what to like show to me. Like previous weeks, I've had like everything from like Disneyland people who are obsessed to uh, Teslas, and now this week. It has been either two things, Sigma male workout videos or suits, <laughs> the the 2011 oh. drama. And it kind of bleeds into each other because they're both two things that I think a Sigma male would enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's very... I think we're, we're losing the thread here a little bit. <laughs> what I'm saying here is that as of right now, my Instagram is suggesting to me a lot of courtroom dramas. And low-key, right. I've been watching them, because I'm, like, curious. Like, ooh, are they going to solve the case? Yeah. Uh, I like mysteries. Get it uh, 30 seconds at a time. <laughs> I get it 30 seconds at a time, high-pitched, and with a random a nondescript track playing in the background, so that it doesn't get copyright. <laughs> yeah, you keep the copyright from ca- catching it, yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that's that's Turnabout Trump. That's the first case. Um, yeah. Uh, there, there's there's still so much more to get into because this is really just a, a taster uh, for for what else uh, this game has in store. Uh, so, yeah, uh, next time uh, we're going to be jumping into case two. Uh, if you'd like to uh... wait, time out. I want to share something. OK, so back in 2000 and I believe it was 2007. Um, 2008 is when this game came out in the U.S. So. It was 2008 then. Yeah. Um, I was invited to go to my first anime convention with a friend of my sister's, and she was cosplaying as the girl with the blue outfit, the blue hat, the blue cover. Oh, the the magician the little girl. Magician girl the magician. Yeah. Whose name we don't know yet. The magician. Uh-huh. And that is the reason I started playing these games. Aww. Introduced you to the whole the whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, must have been a pretty good cosplay then. It was actually really good. <laughs> she did a really good job with it. I remember it. It was like I. It was like perfect. Actually, it's really well made. Uh, that's you know what I was gonna try to follow up with my like what got me into Ace Attorney, but Loki. I think I would, you know, never mind. Cut the, <laughs> cut this out. Don't I don't know. Cut it out. Cut don't cut it out. Whatever happened. Whatever works. <laughs> The, what got you into Ace Attorney was me asking you, do you want to do a podcast about Ace Attorney? Because well, you have no knowledge of Ace Attorney. <laughs> that's true. It's just that, like, I think the reason that I joined the podcast was because I had a friend who was like, I think you'd really enjoy this series. Yeah, you should check it out. And then I was like, you know what? I'll do it for them. And now I'm doing it, you know? Yeah. It turned out to be pretty solid. Uh, so, yeah. So you can follow the show on Twitter at Ace Attorney Pod to stay up to date on the latest episodes as well as the streams and YouTube uploads of Desi and I playing through the game. Uh, the latest video uh, will have just gone up with the first part of Case 2, so if you're interested in seeing uh, more of Case 2 and following up with us, uh, you can watch that on the YouTube channel. You can follow me on Twitter, at Yotsaben. Desi, where can people find you? At Yes, this is Des on Twitter, and uh, Desi on co-host. That's true. Making we the have, jump? 
Yeah, we're, we're, I, yeah, I am also Yotes Ben on co-host. I guess we're I do, haven't I guess posted we're... anything on co-host because I haven't been unlocked yet, so it's not an 18 plus account like my Twitter is. Mm-hmm. I see. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if co-host uh, picks up or not. Uh, Release me so... from my co-host prison. Tiago, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Tiago S. Dutra on Twitter. I'm a little bit of a funny guy. You know, I make jokes sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a bit of a card, so to speak. And uh, that's me. Okay. And Rose, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Trom Arts on Twitter, where you can please buy my art so I can afford more coffee. And you can also find me at Rose Nonsense. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Those Apple Podcast reviews really do help us with their goofy algorithm and push us up in the rankings, so um, means more people can see our show. Uh, next episode, we will be playing the second case of Apollo Justice, Turnabout Corner. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye! Bye. I hope it's a wrestling mystery. <laughs> <laughs>